What's up, guys? Welcome to the AFW College Podcast, where we love bringing you guys Jesus-centered content that's going to help you guys draw closer to him during your college years. I want to hit you guys with a super short and sweet encouragement today. Uh, Ben has actually asked me uh, to kind of take what he's talking on college nights every other Tuesday night and and take some aspect of it and give a little deeper dive. on off weeks here on the podcast. So that's what I'm here to do. If you were with us last week, uh, you heard Ben sharing a, a really powerful message about uh, experiencing God through suffering. This semester we're in this series where we're talking all about how uh, just different ways that we are able to experience more of God in our lives, right? More ways that our, our just daily lives can be filled with the presence of God. And so uh, last week he reframed suffering, trials, hardships uh, as a way that an invitation from God uh, where you get to experience more of him through that. Those hard seasons for Ben were, were some of the most rich seasons for experiencing God in his life. Okay. Um, And so Today on this episode, uh, I want to just take us through a a biblical example um, where Jesus Himself kind of describes the the purpose of suffering. Uh, it's an amazing story, and there's a ton of places in the Bible where uh, it kind of says explicitly, like, "Hey, here is why these hard things are happening." Um, but uh, this is one of the few that's from Jesus himself, and it, it it's a story, and it's a great illustration. So uh, I want to take us through something real quick. This is in John 9, okay? Uh, so I'm going to read uh, the start. The entire chapter is this story of this blind man receiving sight and what happens as a result of it. Uh, I'm going to hop around a little bit and and try to get to the, the question here of, of why we go through suffering, why we experience trials. Um, And you'll see the opportunity in here to experience more of God because of that. So starting at John 9, verse 1, it says, Jesus passed by, and he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. So there you go. A miracle. Amazing. Just the the most powerful mud facial in the history of the world, right? Amazing. So, so, so cool. Um, But I want to zero in on what Jesus says in verse three, right after the disciples ask, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? In other words, they're asking, why, why is this happening? Whose fault is this? This suffering that this blind man has gone through his entire life, was it his fault or was it his parents' fault? And Jesus gives this incredible answer. He says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but this has happened that the works of God might be displayed in him. All right, here is the truth. Guys, if you're experiencing trial or you're experiencing suffering, 
It is because God has a work that he wants to do. All right. Uh, Maybe that work is healing. Uh, And I'm not saying that every time he's wanting to make the blind person see, uh, but that could be what he wants to do. You know, and here it, that was the case. That's what God had in store. That was the work that he wanted to do. Maybe that work is on your relationship with him. Okay. Look at the blind man. Here's how that story ends. Okay. So that was, that was verses one through seven. Uh, if we turn and look at verse, the verses starting at verse 35, it says, uh, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. This is the man that was once blind. Uh, and having found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? The blind man answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you've seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Right? The blind man now knows God and understands who he is in a way that he wouldn't have without the trial. Okay, this is this is a, a bigger miracle than even the healing itself. The blind man now knows God and understands who he is in a new and tangible way. He's able to identify Jesus, you are the son of man, and he begins to worship him, right? His life becomes aligned with God uh, and who he is. That's awesome. Third thing, maybe the work of God. And here's a new idea that we didn't quite quite get to talk about last week, but maybe the work that God wants to do is in the community around you. Okay, so between those two passages that I read to you, John 9, 1 through 7, and then John 9, 35, uh, is all the events that happened, um, all the ripple, the whole ripple effect of that healing throughout the whole community. And you see that it wasn't just the blind man that the miracle affected. Okay, first, you see the whole neighborhood who had grown up with this man being blind, you know, saw him uh, every day being blind. They now saw him seeing. And what happens is they begin to ask questions. First, they ask, who did this? Okay, how did this happen? Tell us, how did this happen? How do you suddenly see? Who did this? And then when the blind man said that it was uh, the man named Jesus, then they began to ask this question, where is he? You said Jesus did this. Okay, where is he? It's amazing. Now we have a, a whole group of neighbors seeking out Jesus. That is a work of God. That is clearly something that God wanted to happen. Um, then after that, uh, you see the Pharisees who hear about this. Uh, and of course, they're angry uh, about it because it happened on the Sabbath. Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. That's not okay with them. So uh, instead of seeking Jesus, they start asking questions trying to disprove Jesus. And and this may seem like a bummer, you know, how could how could this be what God wanted to do, make, you know, set these people up against Jesus. But at the end of the scripture, uh, Jesus also reveals that this too was one of the works he was wanting to accomplish. He says in verse 39, for judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. The Pharisees come up and they say, you mean us? Are, are we the blind ones? Jesus says, yes, 
I mean you. You are the blind ones. So in this chapter, in this story, both the the blind become able to see, and then those who think that they see everything perfectly are made blind. They're made even blinder. And this is what Jesus came to do, right? So even that is accomplished in the Pharisees. So the work of God is happening on three different levels here that I see, right? Physically, blind man healed. In that, in the personal spiritual life of that man who now is worshiping God, he now sees Jesus as the Son of Man. Uh, and then in the spiritual life on a societal level, right? Everyone around this person is affected and forced to deal with the question of who Jesus is. Uh, and they're given the opportunity to believe because of the experience and the work of God in that one man. Amazing. All that should definitely bring you clarity as you walk through trials of your own. Uh, But I also want to submit one more question to you, uh, something else that we didn't quite talk about last week. Uh, and, And here's that question. What if you are the means through which God wants to do his works? Okay, what if God is wanting to work his works through you in the lives of those who are suffering? You know, I think this was a teaching experience for the disciples. When they saw the blind man, they asked this intellectual question that, that may not seem as, as cold as it looks when you first read the passage. You know, they ask, they ask, who sinned that this, you know, they walk by a blind man and they pull him in and they're like, who's, who sinned? Did, did this man sin? Did this man bring this on himself or was it his parents? Probably not how, you know, that blind man wanted to be used as an illustration. Right. But but they I think they ask an authentic question in why is this happening? Right. Why would this man be born blind? That's not fair. Right. Whose whose fault is it? it? There has to be some way to explain this. And Jesus answers their question in a way that I think also redirects the, the disciples a little bit. He says it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So if I were to put this in my own words, I think Jesus's point would be this. Don't ask, why did this happen? Try asking, what is God doing and how can I partner with him? Okay, that's what Jesus did, right? He he saw the blind man and he probably asked, okay, what's really going on here? What does God want to do in this situation? And then he brought the healing. Okay, and Jesus is our teacher and he said, I, I must work the works of him who sent me. That's verse 4. I must work the works of him who sent me. And he did it urgently. So what would happen if we did too? Could someone's life drastically improve? Would the sufferer see God more clearly through us? Or maybe the whole community, right? Could God's will be done for a whole community just by us, the people of God, helping one person in need. Okay, there's an opportunity and an invitation for us. We can go and be like Jesus to the suffering. Okay, so I encourage you uh, to ask the Holy Spirit to highlight one person in your life who's going through a hard time and ask how you can serve them. Okay, because suffering, it, it for you, as you go through it, it is absolutely an opportunity for you 
to encounter God, to experience God in new ways. Uh, but as other people are suffering, there's also an opportunity for you to go and help them experience God through your love and through your kindness, right? So ask the Holy Spirit who that is in your life right now. And I bless all you guys to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus to those in suffering and to be glad as the works of God are happening in and through you. Peace, y'all. See you next time.